Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and tonight I am joined by Johnny from the Food Bank. I am joined by Manny and Scunny Mike. We're going to discuss the Sporting Lisbon game. We'll look at the Wolves game. Do our Google debate, which will include a talk about Danny Welbeck. Answer your questions uh, and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Check out more on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Good evening, boys. An Arsenal podcast. He shouldn't be leaving, give him a contract, but he doesn't. By Arsenal fans. He's one of our own, and I think he's brilliant. For Arsenal fans. Wyndham, you still got to go out and beat these teams, and that's exactly what we're doing. This is your Arsenal podcast. Wow, what a result. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Would he do that every week? I don't think so. There's a new feeling about the club. When you heard we got our Arsenal back. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Hello and welcome back to number 47. Um, this actually, I know we done the live one last week and that's because of timings and so on. But this actually um, is our 50 second week of doing these so because uh, we started myself and mike in boston started just after uh, the international break in november last year tonight i'm joined by johnny from the food bank as he's been now renamed oh, yeah, uh, thanks for that you <laughs> right-wing wankers <laughs> uh, obviously scunny he's now got a cockney accent he's been down in london for a little while what and Manny, who will just be Manny. Yes, all the time. All the time. All the time. Listen, um, we had the live one and, and uh, Mike stayed for uh, a couple of days. He stayed around mine and uh, we done a trip down to Dan Memory Lane, didn't we, Mike? We did. I enjoyed that day. I was knackered after it. <laughs> We've done 12.2 kilometres in walking. It was before the sporting game. Obviously, uh, Mike was staying for the game, so he, he crashed at mine, and uh, we got up in the morning. I'd never been to Dahl Square in Woolwich, and it's all been redeveloped and everything else. It was closed for years because it was part of uh, a military base and so on, but it's now been, it's all posh flats and uh, that sort of thing. But we, we got down there and we had a look around. It was quite, it's quite nice, a bit brisk, but it was quite nice, didn't you think? I enjoyed it, yeah. It looks all right around there, to be honest, and... Some of them buildings that are all grey two listed as well. It's it's nice to see, and especially seeing it done up as well. Yeah, yeah, and for me, it was just actually seeing the Dahl Square and the little cannonballs on the top and everything else. And we we spent about what an hour or so around there, walking around and looking at some of the history. And yeah, yeah, I think the only thing I was gutted with, or I felt disappointed in, is that plaque that they had. It was hidden in them bushes. Yes, uh, we we got a photo. It's on it's on somewhere. Fergus has put it. It's on, on somewhere. Instagram and it's, it's linked. Like, everything, yeah, yeah, it's like a stand, like a memorial stand with a football on top of it, and then there's this tiny little plaque that's got it says about <coughs> Royal Arsenal and stuff, and it's it's hidden away in bushes and it's really low to the ground. It's yeah, it's for all it's a bit disappointing, but all, I mean that was the only thing po- I was disappointed with. All those posh people paid like six, seven hundred grand for a, a one bedroom uh, flat, so that's they don't want. Oh, uh, yeah, well, us yobbish. <laughs> they're going to make the money back sooner or later, aren't they? But we we left there, and uh, I said to Johnny, uh, to um, Mike, I said, um, "Have you you've been to Highbury?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, I went Highbury and and so on." But have you been since it's been redeveloped? He went, "No." I said, "Let's shoot over there." So we shot over to the Highbury, parked the car up, and we went into uh, the redeveloped Highbury Gardens, and we went in by the clock end where a non-match stage you can wander through and you can see the match and everything else but we then went to take a walk around and go down towards uh, um, the the station and everything else and somebody came out of a gate which let us in by the north bank and we got trapped then we went facebook live on that one didn't we and we got we got trapped (laughs) (laughs) tell it as it is we saw this guy walking out and there's a plaque in the next to the gate and we thought oh oh look at this plaque here this guy's walking out quick get in get in <laughs> and we end up we end up getting onto the hollow turf. We actually stood on um, on what would have been the the pitch because the whole centre area is the actual size and, and and the shape of the pitch and and where they got shingled. They mark out the eighteen yard box, the penalty box, the bench, and everything else. And there's still the tunnel that comes out from underneath the east stand is still there. It's an access point into na- out of the flats. 
but uh, I thought, oh, we're in there. We can easily get out with a push button. But you couldn't get out with a push button. You needed a tab card. And we're like, oh, fuck, we're stuck in here now. And um, I ended up blagging. I saw a builder come along and said, oh, hey, mate. He said, yeah, uh, any chance of letting us out? And he was a bit, looked at a bit scowling at first. Um, he wasn't was happy. He wasn't, he wasn't at all. I don't know and if I, it was just through work or just because he saw us asking him to let him out and... I, 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 I just he, like he wasn't said, happy chappy let's say let's I, face it. I just said to him said uh, we've walked in here by accident mate honestly we, we didn't and he said oh all right i'll let you out then so he let us out and then we went, went over uh, and went out by the old west Ham. but it was a good day out good day out it was yeah i enjoyed it listen i have got a question or a question or no no none as i've written on these notes i've got a question the question of the week um i've got a choice of two johnny you know the answer so you're almost blackballed on this one <laughs> which one should i go for the, the one pla- i got the one i got in a few seconds and see how quickly uh the other two get it okay so manny mike you ready yep go on no pressure no pressure at all and i it took me a, a long time i gave up um and in the end uh i i asked johnny outside the arsenal supporters club on on sunday and i said the question to him oh straight away and i thought fuck wanker (laughs) (laughs) so i i was a footballer um and i'm i became a manager and i managed up to an international team level i've been managed by wenger who am i think about it and at the end of the podcast, I will ask you uh, your answer. No Googles. No Googles. No, watch it. Okay. So, um, Mike, we went to, we met up with, uh, with John on uh, Thursday night as well. And we went to the Sporting Lisbon game. Not the Porto game. The Sporting Lisbon game. No, no, you called it Porto twice. Twice. And I was talking to, uh, to Manny beforehand and I said it again. It ended in a goalless uh, at the Emirates as the Gunners secured... Uh, a place in the top 32, uh, but the match was really overshadowed by uh, like a 27-year-old player, um, England international, Danny Welbeck, who was, he was hurt in the 25th minute uh, when he jumped up for a header and landed badly on his right ankle. We'll talk about that. Uh, might be well to do it in, in this section, but I, I know we had it in for later on, but we might... Uh, let's talk about the football first, and we'll come back to Danny. Uh, top scorer... Abamyang started on the bench but came on in the first half as a substitute for Danny uh, and he hit the bar early on in the second half and later saw a, a goal-bound shot blocked by former Liverpool defender. That shitty, shitty player uh, is Coates. Uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, Mike, I'll ask you first because you haven't been very often. So how was the atmosphere in the stands? How did you hear stand up if you hate Tottenham loads of times? Uh, give us give us a, a couple of minutes. <laughs> I knew something like that was going to come in with about Tottenham. It's, yeah, it's not a dig at all. Not a dig no, at all, I've cause noticed. Because you, you, you actually turned up to a game, you know, and oh. stuff like that. You lot, I tell you. You'll have, to, his you'll have words, to take that knife out your back soon, money. It's his his words, I t- not mine. I'm just highlighting. Uh, well, as far as the game goes, it, it was awful. The game itself was boring <laughs> as fuck, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. Uh, like you said, though, it was overshadowed um, by Danny. But the game, like I said, the game itself was boring. Um, yeah, there wasn't really anything to, good to talk about it. Me personally. The atmosphere. When you say about the atmosphere, yeah. So at points, it was really good, and I heard the Tottenham chants a couple of times, but I didn't join in with them. <laughs> you can tell the concentration of tourists and um, yeah, guys, yeah. guys who get them through their get tickets through their company are higher when they start the the, the Tottenham chant the wrong way round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think of shit? <laughs> what do you think of shit? When he started, what do you think of shit? Then obviously, obviously you're a banker that don't come every week. <laughs> yeah, I did that a couple of times. No one joined in. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy like, a row in front of me, about five to the side. Obviously, just come from work in his suit and best for with his mate, trying to show off. He's like, Here, watch this. And then he starts the Tottenham chant off the wrong way around. And then everybody around, around him... Uh, including that, that idiot, um, Big D, just looked around at everything and said, fuck off, you wanker. 
<laughs> which I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Uh, I heard them started, but you didn't really hear them finish because I don't like you say. First of all, they got it wrong, and second of all, no, not very many people joined in with it. Mm. You you had pockets every now and again, but I think yeah. I think that comes down to the game uh, a lot. Like you say, a lot of them tourists and not not people go it week in week out, uh, and yeah. you've also you, you know it's it's just one of them things, isn't what, it? And what with the game the, being so boring as well, what people about the just atmosphere when we came out of. Um, uh, H and I, Hybrid Nissington Station. Oh, the sporting fans! Oh, they were Fuck. well up for it. You couldn't shut them up, could you? Even in the stands, they were just they were just going for it. But well, that's, that's, that's what they do. When I was well, then again, Lisbon, it's, I've yeah. been I've been the away fan, and I've been <clears> you know, and I've been to the away get a couple of away games, and you, you do the away fans sing a lot more because you do get them. It's your it's your people that go again week in week out, go to loads of away games. So it, it, you're gonna get that with the atmosphere there, because even when I, I was I think I went to a to couple, you, I think I said to you, I wonder how many of them are actually travelled all the way from Portugal, or how many of them are London, England based, because there's quite a lot of Portuguese in in the UK, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, when I was in when I was in Lisbon, I, I bumped into quite a few fans uh, in the local uh, custard tart hostelry, and uh, they were they was all saying they was going to come over and uh, that they. They were really looking forward to it and everything. So. Nearly 6,000 allocation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you notice, Mike, when you're in the North Bank, which is our more or less singing end, you can't, even though there were 6,000 of them, a lot of the time, you can't really get the atmosphere off the away fans, can you? Uh, well, I've only been to, a, what is it? I think that was my second Emirates game. Yeah, but it, that's, that's why I'm asking you. Like, could you hear, like... When you're a, an away fan and you're right by the away, uh, the, the home supporters is normally near their noisy lot and there's a bit of banter back and forth and so on. Yeah. Uh, our noisy lot are the North Bank where we are and we're directly opposite in the opposite corner is, is, is their lot and there's not a huge amount of interaction. Is it, 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 That's poor planning with the, the, the size of the stadium. Yeah, it could be, but it could, could come down to the uh, conflict side of it as well. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, what they don't want—they don't want aggro. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, they don't want conflicts yeah. out straight out from the stadium. Because when you've got to and fro, so when you and beer involved, it tends to bring out the conflict in everyone. The only highlight I could see from the game was uh, Mr. Jenkinson and that volley. What did you make of it? Which one? The one that he missed, or <laughs> the one that he skied? Uh, either are you can, you can pick and choose <laughs> he did try to didn't he <laughs> he did he did there was one that he sent nearly into Czech's arms from the halfway line yeah but I just thought you know he's an Arsenal fan he's you know he's playing for his boyhood team he, he tried his sh- best he sees a shot and he went for it yeah he, he tried his best so I'll give him that he wasn't the worst player on the pitch by a long way hmm for me, anyway. <laughs> well, because I remember honest, when I, he went for that volley and completely missed it, I think there were everyone where we was that was going way. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't take the piss out of the guy. You know my allegiances. Like you know, I know he's probably, <laughs> I, I, I know he's probably not going to make it. I know he's probably not good enough. But it's just the thing of. Could you imagine if me, you, or one of your kids or something like that made it and played for Arsenal? You know. It, it's somebody who loves and cares about the club like we do, and and and, and you need a bit more of that. So, oh, I get it. I get it. That was the second game that Arsenal failed to score um, under Unai Emery. We normally score a score at least a goal, um, and the only other game we didn't score against was his first game, uh, which is against Manchester United, uh, Manchester City. Fuck's sake, uh, Manchester City. Um, sporting. They came with a plan. That that's two games. They've come to get second in the group and secure their, their their way through. They didn't have a shot on target for that game, nor the game in Lisbon. It's absolutely shocking. They came to frustrate, and uh, boy it seemed, did they! Yeah, but it seems that they um, uh, have taught other people what needs to be done with us now, because that is exactly what seems to work against us at the moment. And Abamyang had uh, twice as many shots than any other Arsenal player. He had four, but none of them were on target. What's going on with Abamyang? Uh, 
he seems really frustrated. Uh, there's a close-up of him. I know we'll get to Sunday's game, but uh, he just looks really angry that he's missing these things, really frustrated with himself. Is that the one but, where he hit the post? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, I saw the, the highlights to that. Yeah, the highlights. It just shows that he looks pissed. He really wants to score. And uh, it's just, just not falling for him at the moment. But sometimes well, you need a... You know, there's just the, the the bit of luck to fall your way sometimes. Is is it where it's been played? Uh, I know we we literally are going to go on to Sunday's game uh, next, but and we'll talk about Aubameyang and his position and everything else. The stats to finish off on 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 the sporting game: we had 14 shots um, on goal uh, versus five. We had two on target. They had none. Seven corners uh, versus one. Seven fouls versus their 13. One included um, the red card that stopped Aubameyang scoring because I think he would have scored that goal, don't you think? Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, we... I, I don't know if I... We said a bit last week that we launched our website, gunsandyellowribbons.com. Uh, on there, we have um, the postmas poach right put my teeth back in the post match pint i should have thought of a better name because i'm going to struggle with that aren't i you will yeah normal people wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) cheers thanks fucking hell um so yeah uh, that's uh boston mike has wrote a fantastic um piece on there he gives players ratings uh we don't all agree do we manny no we fucking don't (laughs) <laughs> we no, thought you disappeared uh, no it, i didn't no i did i didn't disappear i was just um eating and that's I, better I, you stay on mute then yeah I, I was on me i was just eating and can i chime in on my on my thoughts on the sporting game yeah 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 we we, we had finished it but like you know now you finished your dinner you can you've, well, you've no, got no, 30 no, cause, seconds cause, so where you because 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 somebody was having a dig and i heard that and the best way i can <laughs> describe that dig is how i described the sporting game a load of shit <laughs> no, so that, just, that's all i wanted to say yeah yeah fergus yeah you shouldn't be digging out many every chance you get uh, uh, me dig out <laughs> Man, manny would never do such a thing to anybody would he Seriously? <laughs> Listen, Seriously? you've got bigger shovels in your hand than I fucking have. I tell you, I'm called Mr. JCB for digging, but fuck me, you can dig. <laughs> yeah, because I, um, yeah, I know. I can't help it, to be fair. So, I knew that knife was coming out of his back at some point. <laughs> I wasn't having to dig at him. I was just asking, because uh, uh, we've had the continuous uh, debate about this Tottenham song and the atmosphere and uh, Manny messaged me about the atmosphere at the Wolves game and I said for about 75 minutes uh, 70 minutes or so it was actually quite good Um, but he's listening on TV uh, which many people and most people watch the games at and it sounds completely different on TV than it does when you're in the stadium you get like John had said before that we can't hear. Like we were talking last week when we we're all together, you were saying, you know, all oh, you can hear is a Tottenham song, and we're going, well, it only went off once, and then we're talking about we won the league at um, at Merseyside, and you said oh, I didn't hear that, so it just shows about the effects, Mike's, and because Mike hadn't been very often, I just wanted him to relay what he thought, what he heard within there. That was that point. Anyway, we're on the Wolves game, so. Have a look at the website. Have a look at uh, Boston Mike's post about Leno saves the day. Um, Arsenal have not been leading in a game. Uh, um, have never led uh, bar the uh, in in the league at halftime bar the Blackpool game in the League Cup. Um, we're unbeaten um, in the last nineteen games and cup games against Wolves. And Wolves' last win against the Gunners was a 3-2 at Highbury in September 1979. When, if you remember the guy from TalkSport and Sky Sports, Andy Gray scored twice. Um, lineups, uh, a Wobie and a Bamiyang start. Uh, I didn't think there was huge options on the bench. Obviously, we've lost Danny um, on Thursday night. What? Can, did can, you, can, go just going back to that Lisbon game, how gutted were you when uh, uh, Eddie was getting ready to come on? And then all of a sudden he couldn't because Lick oh, Listiner, yeah. I was gutted for him, so gutted. I remember saying something to you, Fergus. I say, "Oh, nice one, Eddie's finally coming on." And then he's like, "Oh God, he saw his head go back." 
you can see he's, he was disheartened. I'm yeah, sorry, I know we're backtracking, no, but no, no, I don't worry. But but on that point, I do think that Eddie's going to get a lot of opportunity coming for, uh, going forward. Like, uh, and I think there was an article that some reporter, whether how how accurate it is or not, but. Uh, uh, Unai and the team are not going to make any decisions on a January signing until they give uh, him a bit of a run. And we've got a good few games coming up. Like we, I think we get nine games in December, uh, and between cups and and Europa leagues and everything, there's probably about fifteen games between now and and, and the first of January. So I think he'll get a good chance to prove himself. I think, to be fair as well, I think we've all had this discussion on social media as well about replacements for Danny. And the attacking side of it, we just don't. I don't personally think we need anyone. Maybe a winger, like we've all been saying. But other than that, there's. N- I don't. We, we don't really need to bring anyone in. No, I, 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 I would disagree. I, I, I think uh, the hit and miss nature of uh, uh, Mustafi and obviously Marie's uh, reluctance to play Socrates every game. No, I meant the attacking side. I didn't say anything oh, about defensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was on Mustaf- about, on about Mustaf- de- no. replacing Danny. Mustafi is attacking, but normally for the opposition. <laughs> He's always on floor, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's slide into the next part then, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> so Wolves, um, they ha- they're starting eleven. Effectively, there it was ten of those eleven start every game. Only Jota was benched uh, for the eventual goal scorer Car- Carv- Carvalho is it Carvalho or whatever his name Cavalero Cavalero that's it so so what what did you make of the first half who wants to go first hands up all together a load of shit go up okay uh, anybody want to be a bit more load of shit. no 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 let, let me just let me just put this out there it was a load of crap um we start. We sent the wrong message from the get go. We were slow. We were sloppy in our passing, and we just gave Wolves the incentive that they needed. Um, they identified that Kalasanak was the weak link, and they attacked him. They attacked him at every opportunity. Yeah, he had no cover from Aubameyang at all. Um, he was leaving Holden exposed constantly, so Holden was having to go over it and and mark Costa, and Costa was roasting him left, right, and center. Um, it it was it was terrible. We looked lethargic. We looked slow. We were sloppy, um, and then their their goal. Can can I go into their goal? Yeah, because uh, to be honest, that that links back into the website and what Mike said. Uh, I hope that's where you're going with this. Oh yes, it is where I'm going with it. Right. Okay. Off you go. Here's where I'm Twelve going minutes. With it. Twelve minutes. So Shaka fluffs his lines. That's what I say. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys had the opportunity to to watch it back. Oh, right. God, yeah. So yeah. when the, when the play is developing, right? Xhaka looks to his right. And he looks to his left, right? So when Kalasanak gets the ball, he has another quick glance to his left, okay? And then he receives the pass. Well, he's meant to receive the pass and he just completely completely lets it go. Now, Mike's argument was that apparently he heard a shout, right? From who? Exactly. The only player he could logically... near him. Exactly. The only, player, the, only player, the only player that was near him was the player that gave him the ball who was shit, which was Kalasniak. Exactly. So the only player who could logically give him a shot and for him to hear it was the guy who invent- who eventually get the ball, um, Cavalero, right? And even if you watch it back, Cavalero actually stops, right? Because he thinks that Xhaka is going to get the- collect the ball and pass it. But as soon as obviously he he, I don't know what the hell he was doing, right? And then to do that, then he doesn't track Cavalero at all. He just lets him go. He follows the ball instead of tracking the man. And then we can see the goal. The reason why I had the goal at my, because I did have a go at him, because he said that Xhaka was being made a scapegoat. That goal was his fault. It's not about making him a scapegoat. That was his fault. He doesn't control the ball and he doesn't track the runner and we can see the goal. I agree, I agree. He tried, he tried to do something more complicated than just get the ball, pass the ball. He tried to be too clever. And he's not cle- he's not clever at all. So the stat is that only Arsenal and Cardiff haven't led um, at half time. Two of those two of those games, which one was against Cardiff and the other was against Wolves, are Xhaka's fault. True. Simple as Xhaka's I, I, fault. I, I agree hundred percent that Xhaka's at fault for the goal. But in fairness, for the rest of the game, he didn't do very much wrong. Doesn't he matter. Act- he, he had a good no no. no. He's at fault for the goal. I don't think he got a call. Mike, you're wrong. Um, and Unless he's some, hearing voices. 
what, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but I I I, I think um, I, 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 listen. People got to read the piece because you can make your own opinions and add comments in on wherever on, on whatever uh, platform you want. But I I do think um, Shaka had a good game overall. In fairness. If you look at the player ratings, I thought, this is my personal opinion, I thought Torreira didn't have as good a game as Mike. So he gave him an eight. See, um, I don't, I don't agree with, I don't agree with the eight. Uh, I think uh, a six, you know, oh, six and a half would have I, been yeah, fair. Yeah, I was got a six or seven. Yeah, but but uh, but Xhaka, any other player right, apart from Leno and Torreira, no other player who started that game deserved more than a five. No way. It doesn't matter for me that, oh, Xhaka went on to have a good game. That doesn't matter. The fact that we concede another goal and we go into halftime not leading is his fault. So I don't care if he had a good game afterwards. You cost us another goal. That's the thing. When you're near the top, because like we said in that um, that short podcast before, it's the fine margins, isn't it? It only takes a small thing for you to fall one way or the other and to for it to make a difference and I think the, there was a theme between the Lisbon game and the Wolves game we were very disjointed we, we weren't very fluid and that's all Why it takes Why was that? What do, you, what, what, what do you put that down to? Honestly I, I think the players might have been a little bit not totally down to it but a little bit affected by the Welbeck injury um, because you could see they were a little bit distressed. Torreira was affected by it on, on the night. Uh, I think Guendouzi's face says oh, it all. Gwendu- yeah, yeah, yeah Guendouzi's yeah. face says it all. Um, but I think the fluid... But it's a, there's a famous um, Wenger quote. Um, you know, I, the, the, I didn't the, see it. I didn't see it. Is that And it's like the, the best teams, they perform best at a, 100 degrees, at a full boil. And right up to 99 degrees, they're not at full boil, so they're not going to be at the right time. Everything has to be right for you know the very best teams. And we're, oh, the way we're playing our game, the, the style of play we're looking to play, where we're playing it out from the back and so on, it needs fluidity and it needs the consistency. And we didn't have that in the last two games. No, I agree. I agree. The first half, um, Lacazette had an attempt on on goal. Uh, it's saved, and Jimenez goes down the other end and shot straight at uh, Leno and kicked him in the face. Another gr- and, and then there was another save, a 25 minutes, great save by Leno. Leno had a great first half, just looking at the first half. Um, as I said earlier, Arsenal have not been leading at a game at half-time in the league this season. Uh, only in the in the, in the Blackpool game in the cup, so we're ha- we're half time we're one nil down. So Arsenal have won seven of their eight Premier League meetings, um, and they have not been behind for a single minute. Wolves avoided defeat for the first time uh, on the last trip at the Emirates, um, and a one one draw in December twenty eight uh, twenty eleven. Um, and Arsenal are one of three clubs yet to lead a Premier League game at half time and I think that's what you said about the Cardiff was it yeah Arsenal and and Cardiff are the only two teams not to lead at half time in the Premier League Uh, so the the notes I've got on the second half is 53 minutes and uh, 59 minutes Torreira takes a shot the latter being our first on target 59 minutes to get our first shot on target against Wolves Poor. We 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 poor. did come out, Johnny. Would you agree that we we came out, and for the first five ten minutes looked a bit more lively? Yeah, I think uh, the being so close to fireworks night, some rockets were lit under people's asses. Um, Definitely, but I think yeah, I think there was some intention there, and uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure it lasted too long, to be honest. Um, 69 minutes, Bellerin hit a couple of shots and one went over the bar, didn't it? So he, he's getting into those positions more and more often. Monreal is really good when he gets in those positions and he scores goals, but Bellerin just fucking alley. I, I wonder if he gets one, will he all of a sudden just like be the best? He has back? scored. He has scored some pretty good game uh, goals for us. You know what I mean? Um, I Under think Emery. But not under Emery, but he, his defensive side has got better under Emery. So you've got to take the rough of the smooth. I'd much I, rather him do his initial job of defending and getting up the pitch to 
provide as opposed to adding the extra goals from outside of the attacking third of players. I did notice him tracking back a lot more and getting into the uh, support, Rob Holding. Rob Holding, uh, some people um, slated Holding in that game, but he was covering Kolasniak so much that he was being pulled out of position a lot. He was a bit unjustified. I think so. I think he, I thought, I thought he played you know, reasonably well. I don't think he he deserved any kind of slating. Like people no. Are him. no, I wouldn't slate him, but he was not great. But to be fair... The team wasn't great. <laughs> the team, exactly. The team wasn't great. And then you look at his defensive partner, who's meant to be the most experienced out of the two, who was mm-hmm. all over the place. And then you look at the midfield as well. Like, I don't care what, if you've played football or if you watch a little bit of football, the there is no... St- hold on, hold on, Fergie. There is no way that a centre-back that cannot have security in front of him. Torreira can't do it all on his own. Mm-hmm. All right. So Xhaka has to help out in that respect as well. But then when you've got also a left-back who can't defend and who's lazy, that doesn't help either. So he was exposed quite a few times, but yeah, the whole team was rubbish. He did the best with what he could have done. Yeah, The song the song um, Stuck in the Middle with You uh, is what um, uh, uh, Rob Holding could have done. He got jokers to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that, yeah. Uh, so Aubameyang, what the... F- was it a cross? Was it a shot? It was a shot. I think it was a shot. It was a shot. And he fucked up. He needs to stop missing those chances, man. Because he's, he's had a few of them. Oh, uh, away to Chelsea and, and the Wolves. He needs to be putting those away. A striker yeah, of his calibre should be putting those away. Simple should he else. not be playing down the centre? I'm doing, like, we, we switched to a, a, a dodgy formation of... When we brought Guendouzi on at half-time... Yeah, half-time. We swap a Wobie for Guendouzi wrong yeah that I, don't, was wrong. I, don't, I don't think Iwobi did anything wrong in that first I mean, not more than anybody else I just thought it was a tactical change to change the shape because uh, Wolves were bettering us in the centre of midfield they were bossing the ball in the midfield so I just assumed it was a change of shape and I must admit uh, Manny you'll, uh, you'll like this one I actually watched him quite closely on Sunday and uh Industrious player is what I'd say. He's still he's still rough, um, but he, yeah. he he has grown into the game. But very industrious, constantly yeah, no, no, working. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a he, he's energy. You know, he, he's a lot of energy, and he's got passion as well. You can tell he hates misplacing passes, and he hates losing. You know, and you can see his frustration. Yeah, I mean, the chance he created for Ramsey, um, the pass was so he's he's got a nice little pass on him. Um, like I said, he is rough. I'd, I'd admit that, but there's a player in there. He's got one Ram- hell of an engine on him. Oh, yeah. Ramsey, you touched on Ramsey. He had ten, <sighs> ten touches. Ramsey, why the, why the fuck was he on the pitch, honestly? The guy doesn't have a clue what he's doing when he comes on the pitch now. He needs to go in January. He's got to go. Even even if even if we just send him on loan somewhere and get somebody else in or something. He, he just... I don't know if his head's been turned or he's fucked off or whatever, but he's got to go. Mkhitaryan came on as I'm well. Say a good, sorry, mate. I'm just going to say a good thing I've seen on this is this will make you laugh. Is Sky Sports have put in their top 100 players up of this season? I think. Um, and they have on not there, put him in, have they? Oh yeah, Ramsey's in. But this is oh, what make you laugh. Man. I was skimming through to see who's on there. Some of them are like, oh yeah, yeah, you'll agree with that. And they've got Bernardo Silva at, at number 88. And I thought, okay, that that's fair enough. Um, so I was skimming through again, and 10 above him is Ramsey at 78. And I was like, hang on a minute, <laughs> this isn't right. Is this a I'll, ranking? I'll, this, is a, this is a ranking, yeah, top 100. Um, Although Ram, Ramsey on a really good form. He's not better than Bernardo Silva. I'm nope. sorry, he really nope, isn't. Not even close. Not even close. No. Well, maybe they got Bernardo Silva's rating oh, wrong. Europe's, Europe's in-form stars. And he's, yeah. So you've got, it's, it's not just, sorry, it's, uh, it's Europe, it's not Premier League. So you have got a few on there and you think, yeah, all right, fair enough. Some of them are justified. Well, okay. I think 10 I points think, above Bernardo Silva, it, I'm sorry, but no. I, you know what I think that is? I think that's uh, the influence of someone's agent maybe trying to push up his profile a little bit because he's not getting any starting minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to point out as well, on. sorry, uh, Marilyn Pjanic at Juventus is on 86. No, no, come on. Yeah, exactly. On. And Ramsey's at 78. Give over. Ramsey's been trash all season, and his agent is a dickhead. He needs to sack him. 
Whoever he, hasn't, he, is. he hasn't been trash all season. Think of the Fulham goal. I was just about to say, the only, the only good performance that he had was against Fulham, and that was because he was playing for himself. Oh, come on, the, and, he and, only and, came on and he, he was a contributing factor to the goal. That That's it. I wouldn't say he was good in that game. He, he took he it fin- from he took it from the right back to the fucking net. Your point? I think that was so, that was that was his that, only good performance this season. You said he'd been shit all season, so I'm just pulling has. you on that. No, he hasn't, because that game proved he hasn't been shit. He came on, he scored, he done what he needed to do. Um, Terence scored that, against Chelsea, and he's that, been that, shit that, all season that, as well. That that game. And, and he's got the, against Wolves, That game and the Leicester game are the only two games that we really performed at our top. Yes, Liverpool, we did, but I think we were in a pump on the other two games. Liverpool, we dug in and, you know, I thought... Showed a grit, showed grit to get into which, that which, game. Which we did against Wolves. Like, Mkhitaryan, yeah. you, you touched on Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan comes on 85 minutes, he done fuck all, and he puts a cross in... That flies over everybody's head, and we get the equaliser. Thank fuck. But yeah, thank fuck. Thank I, fuck. I brought I brought my my daughter to that game. Um, yeah, lovely little girl. You gave her too much fucking sugar beforehand, didn't you? Oh god, she was buzzing. It was brilliant when I when I dropped her off. I thought you'd <laughs> given her illegal substances. She was bouncing around that much. <laughs> I know. God, uh, those who have listened know I'm I'm divorced, and uh, basically it was like shaking up a big bottle of pop and then handing it over. I just yeah. so when we got home, I just handed her over and just goes, "Here you go, bye." Yeah, give her some blue sweets just ten minutes before you hand her back. But the atmosphere, she enjoyed the atmosphere, and she's very shy. But in the North Bank, it was it was it was all right. We were still singing, uh, despite the despite the performance. And uh, towards the end, she was actually like she was fist in the air singing Arsenal, Arsenal at seven years old. I, yeah, I was I, I, I one love of the most most proudest moments of my life. When we were walking round uh, from the supporters club uh, uh, past the Arsenal tube station, she shouts out, "Fergus, my dad!" And I said, "Right, yeah. He 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 says he invented a song, and everyone at Arsenal is singing it now." And I turned around and went. Yeah, not everybody. There's another song that's much, 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 much better. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then five people round you sing it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then when when the the, the Torreira song gets sung by everybody in the stadium, uh, and then you, you get your seven year old daughter you, look up at you with such pride. Yeah, that fair it, play. Fair one play. of the best moments of my life, honestly. Yeah, but she now understands bands as well, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. I mean, I, I had to explain what banter was to her about taking the mickey out of your friends and stuff, but she gets it, I think. Finishing up on the game, uh, heart in mouth moment. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, was it uh, Torre or Torre? They're number Traore. 37. Traore. Fuck. I saw him warming up in front of us. He's rapid. He, he, but he's huge. He should not be allowed to run that fast. Well, yeah, you say that, but uh, he hasn't always been that that big. When he was in Barcelona's youth team and then uh, got sold on, he he wasn't that. He was always rapid, but he wasn't a big fella. Uh, I think when he was at Middlesbrough under Karanka, he he managed to bulk up a bit and he he progressed quite a lot. I thought he was going to have like fucking shorts with a belt on and gloves. He he looks like a fucking boxer. He he is he's rapid. I I knew what they were doing when they brought him on because they knew that, that. uh, we'd not had a good game defensively and he did what he was supposed to do. He he, he showed some uh, some holes in our defence yeah, and he, really he ran the counter, didn't he? Because we pushed up and they, they were playing quite compact as well. We, both teams... Like, I, I, I was talking to... I think it was Wilf beside me and um, I reckon that the game was played a bit like... Funny enough, we'd done Armistice Day as well and they talk about the war... Uh, World War War, the war to end all wars, was f- fought over a two-mile stretch of land that moved about five miles north and five miles south at the centre. Because I, I, I went over to uh, France uh, to one of the war graves to see what my my father-in-law for graves. There's another story, but it it it, it felt like that. It was just fe- uh, it was fought in this twenty-yard section, and everybody was packed in there by the keepers, and and that Triore just exploited the space afterwards uh, and two minutes into was it was it two minutes past the 90 uh, he hit a shot and it bounced on a line and it was 
not much different than Aubameyang at Palace. I mm. honestly thought it went over. I honestly thought it went over. You have to give it, uh, give uh, Santo, their manager, a bit of credit because tactically he's been bang on all season, and he knew exactly what to do with us. He really he came to frustrate and hit us on the counter, and that is what they did. I mean, and then bringing on Traore, they did tactically a very good job against I'm us. I'm going to say I've got to give it to Wolves. They played a good game. They really did, and they've been playing well so far throughout this season. Well, in fairness. We'll touch the prediction league in a second, and I predicted 1-1 on that one, and it was. I look back at their scores, and... Glow if- alert, glow <laughs> alert. <laughs> um, I looked, and, and, and they're scoring one or two goals, and they weren't losing by much. They were unlucky against City. They were... Listen, and people criticise Arsenal, or we should have beaten them. They're the same team that we all looked at and went to, went to Man City and got a draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were... Unlucky not to get something against Spurs. Spurs got lucky to get a result. Um, you know, he's done well. He's done well. They've lost three on the trot before us. Now they've had a draw. I, I think I think they're good to survive. Arsenal have drawn three successive matches at home in all competitions for, for the first time since uh, 2012. Um, man of the match. Who wants to go first? Who's their man of the match? If anybody says anybody other than Leno, you weren't watching the same game as me. Yeah, Leno. Yeah, Leno. Leno. That that that's unanimous. Ooh, um, Ram. No, Leno. <laughs> oh dear. Matt, Matt stats on that one. We had seventy-two percent possession versus their twenty-eight. We had ten shots versus their thirteen. We had three, and they had five on target. Just shows how offensive they were corners wise is 11 versus 2 and fouls 9 versus 16 um, we don't have a match to preview we got Bournemouth on um, the 25th I think it is at 1.30 away at um, the what's it the Vitality Stadium is called isn't it yeah uh, it's the international break and uh, Manny's favourite player Manny you can talk about this Lacazette he was called up for the French team and he withdrew almost straight away yeah man apparently he's got a little a little groin injury. Um, apparently, the, the French doctors had a word with the Arsenal doctors, and they were like, "You know what? It, it's pointless for him going and aggravating it." So he withdrew. And good on him. Good on him. I think he's putting his club before country. And on, I, I, on, I, 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 I listen. I, I, I put club before country anyway. Um, but I think in this fucking pointless friendly stroke. Uh, Nations League Mickey thing. Mouse. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, prediction league. So, Manny, do you want to know what the scores are? Because you're very, you're very insistent on knowing what the scores are. Oh, look at you now! Now you no, want no, to no, talk no, about no. the scores. No, listen. Oh, you oh, were right. no, hold on. Go alert. Exactly. Go alert. Oh, yeah. Now you want to talk about no, the scores. No, no, easy, easy. Johnny, if I remember, uh, you said last week. Listen. Can you just give me the scores? Because I'm getting a bit confused where everybody is. Oh, so on, on, okay. on that basis, I'm giving you the scores. So oh, now I you get, are. No, no, that's... F- no, 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 now you are. Go, go ahead and say I it. gave the scores every week, but we had a bit of banter over it. But I'm just going to uh-huh. do it straight and simple. So the guests are on 15 points. A note on the guest is Gemma, Gem. Uh, to her friends, uh, gave her first prediction. She she predicted 2-0, I believe. Um, but it's the first one for the ladies. So all the ladies out there, get your predictions in and see if you can, you know, we, we need more ladies in there. We, we do cover the ladies' football and so on. Um, Boston, uh, player ratings, whatever, um, you're on 16 points. Manny, you're on 19 points. And obviously, uh, I'm on 20, so I'm winning. Keep that same energy. Keep it. Come the end of the season. That's what you text me after, after the game. Yeah. I- <laughs> do you know? Do you know what that? Do you know what I mean by that? Good. What I mean by that is just keep that same energy, keep that gloating energy going until the end of the season. Because when you do lose, I'm gonna let you have it. God, yeah, I'm gonna let you have it right now. I'm keeping quiet. <laughs> um, Leicester versus Burnley. Um, I don't know if any many of you guys saw the the. Uh, celebrations memorial stuff before the game i listened to it in the cars i was driving home from london and it it, it was it was quite touching that matched on with remembrance and everything else um must have been a difficult game for the leicester players but what about the burnley players and burnley fans fuck me that must have been tough as well don't you reckon 
Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're quite renowned at Burnley for doing a lot for Remembrance Sunday as well. Um, well, Leicester so, were the first ones to put poppies on their shirts. I didn't know that. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good bit, all bit of uh, trivia there. I'm full of shit, me. Honestly, yeah. I, I know lots of it. Yeah. Mm. Full of shit. <laughs> right, we got um, the Arsenal ladies. Uh, there's nothing really to cover on the Arsenal ladies because they were on an international break. Uh, a lot of the ladies were, uh, or women were, um, with England. England did lose 2-0. Um, their next fixture is on Sunday at 12.30. is away to Everton uh, on Sunday the 18th at uh, 12.30. I don't know how tickets are priced up there, but they've got a game, I think the following week at... Um, at Bourne Wood, get yourself online, get some tickets, bring your kids there. It's six quid online for an adult, three quid for a kid. And if you do it on the on the turnstile, it's £10 versus £5. Um, we've got a couple of questions that we've been asked. Uh, the first one is from Troy Reed uh, via Twitter. And Troy is going to be doing a blog. Uh, if he hasn't put a blog already on gunsandyellowribbons.com, but he's going to be doing some blog uh, on there and we will get uh, Troy onto uh, uh, onto the podcast over the next f- probably month or so um, so hello Troy, good eye, mate um, is Leno now our first choice keeper and if he is, what do we do with Czech and Martinez, he's left Ospina out of this because obviously Ospina's at the end of his contract, He, you know, he's, he's away for a year and he's a free agent after that, what do you do with Czech and Martinez and pff, go on who wants to go first? Well, check, checks at the end of his contract, isn't he? At the end of the season. True. So I, I think he's got an optional year, uh, but I can. I think we've mentioned it before, uh, either in private or on another podcast, that we'll probably see him go as a coach over to Chelsea, probably. But I'd, I'd like to see him stay for another year if he can stand to be the number two, just to rub off on. Um, Leno a little bit with his experience not with his anatomy uh, and hopefully a bit of the experience will rub off okay, Mike? Uh, yeah I can't see anyone replacing Leno at the minute at all he's he's not going to replace him he's by far the best performing keeper we've had in the last couple of years oh yeah 100% not, it, I th- he just brings something fresh it's nice to freshen up the squad uh, with memory having his own stamp on things. Okay. Um, what about Nikita? Should he be given a go, or do we buy a new striker now that Welbs is out? Give him a go. Give him a go. He yeah. deserves Give a, him go. a go. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we touched on it earlier about in uh, he's got now to, he's got about ten or fifteen games to get an opportunity. So uh, he he should be. I don't, should he start out in the Ukraine? I'd bring it. Oh, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's, it? You've got one way or the other because we want to secure top spot, don't we? So yeah, but uh, we've got Spurs. We've got Spurs straight after us, and that brings it. That actually brings us on to Andy Finks. We can join it together. Um, following the Lisbon match, how do you think you and I will uh, approach uh, the Europa match in terms of team selection? Bear in mind that we've qualified, uh, but we haven't secured top spot yet. The match. Uh, the next match being days before we face the scum in the North London derby. I hope he plays a few uh, second string, to be honest, because you've got, you've got players that can come in like Eddie and Smith Rowe's got quite a few minutes. Death Row, death row records. De- death Row records, <laughs> yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to blood in some some players. Nacho's supposed to be on the verge of coming back. They only didn't play him uh, a Wolves game because they knew he'd get another two weeks. Uh, They were playing cautious. So hopefully Nacho will be back. So we might have to give him a little bit of a run out uh, before the Spurs game. So that might be an option as well. And Reese Nelson... um... Leave him all alone. Just leave him. He's doing a good job. <laughs> leave, leave him all alone. Yeah, man, I agree. Leave him all alone. And, and the fact that he scored six goals, apparently he's the first non-German to score six goals in the Bundesliga or something like that. But has he scored, he scored in every game Comprise. he's played in, hasn't he? Um, I'm not, not no, he hasn't. Sure about that. He hasn't, but, but yeah, six goals. Enough. But you know what he has done? 
he has won the uh, Bundesliga Young Player of the Month award. He deserves it. Deserves yeah. it. Yeah, deserves it. He's been electrifying all day. It, it has nothing at all to do with it being a fan voted thing when everybody's sharing <laughs> the link on Twitter <laughs> or anything like that. You talked about social media. We'll get onto social media and <laughs> and and um, uh, manipulation of of players and so on. But just finishing off on Reese Nelson. Reese Nelson in the Bundesliga scored six goals, but he's not been playing as a winger. He's been played as a centre forward. So do we buy? A winger in January and then get him back as a centre forward at the end of the year or do we what do we do do we do what would you do with him I'd, I'd knowing knowing Emery he'd probably stick him out in the wing just like he does with uh, Aubameyang but it, can you imagine if uh, he plays on the right and away beyond the left and we managed to pick one of the two be- of strikers that we've got mm. or, or God forbid play 4-4-2 Oh, that's that's old fashioned. We won't do old fashioned. So, um, Welbeck. So we we've talked about him quite a bit. Um, we offered Santi a contract and a year extension on his contract. I don't know if that was because we had an option and we exercised it. I don't know if we have that in uh, Danny's contract. Uh, he's not going to play for Arsenal again as it stands in um, in an Arsenal shirt. I wouldn't have thought by the time he gets rehab mm. and building up the fitness and everything else. Do we let him go with Grace and just sign a bumper contract elsewhere? Will he be fit enough? He's, he's 27. I, I The class that is Arsenal, I would like to think that we could offer him a contract, um, nurse him through his injury, Get him back in and sell him the following January, so in a year's time. I think I think the the, the the you know classy thing to do, as well as the commercially sound thing to do, would be to offer him like a, uh, a two or three year deal based on certain conditions on him being fit, pay as you play, and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, not so, yeah, yeah, maybe a higher uh, appearance bonuses or whatever. But with the proviso that if he does want to leave when he's once he's fit. That obviously we have a certain amount that we'll recoup, uh, you know. But obviously we've got to stand by him in his current contract, and he'll be fit towards the end of his current contract. He'll be just coming back. So mm. I'd like to think we're classy enough to offer him, you know, a couple of years and, uh, and then set him he's, for something. He's, he's twenty-seven, going to be twenty-eight. I'd rather keep him for four years. I said it in the in the anniversary edition. I'd rather sign him up, you know, give him a four four year contract. He's a good squad player. No, um, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Hundred percent. we was talking about and on the radio, they're talking about it. On the uh, ask cast, they're talking about it. To replace him and what he does for the team, you have to put three people on the bench. Well, it's not even that. It's just the cost. Like, it, before we got, when we done the anniversary, that was the Wednesday night and Thursday he got the injury. But on that yeah. night, we're talking about it, selling for ten million to Palace. Sell him for ten million. That's okay. It's, it's I know pocket Mike. Change. It's Mike, pocket change to the Premier League now. Mike, you said that we take a, a big hit, but in reality, when you look at it, to replace him, even if it was one player, it it's going to cost you more than ten million to get somebody who's twenty seven, twenty eight, homegrown and Premier League experience. You're going to be talking about twenty, thirty million. So, uh, yeah, you're talking over thirty million, easy. Yeah. So, one other topic that I somehow I think Manny might have an opinion on this. Um, we all listen to talk shite. I sit in the car a lot. Oh um, my god, here we go. Uh, and there is a, a Stefan Kuntz uh, called Adrian Durrant. And honestly, I think all he does is he riles up Arsenal. I, I, I was going to have this debate with um, Laid Youssef from the Islington Gazette um, about um, Arsenal's social media sort of movement that we're actually quite active and so on. And he's come along and said, had a dig at Aubameyang being named Player of the Month. One that he was named by EA Sports, I believe, uh, who sponsored the Player of the Month because of a game and, and so on. But he scored like fucking 20 goals or something like that in the month in all competitions. Five goals for you. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Fucking loads. <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I hear you. I hear so, you. Call it 120 goals then. He scored mm-hmm. a whole, 120 goals in one game. He is... Aubameyang deserved 
Ignat- who else would you have said would have been player of the month last month? No one. Brooks. Brooks of Bournemouth was a better player in the month, to be honest with you. Okay. Nope. nope. He, he had a he had a, he's stepping up from Brentford and playing in the Premier League for the first time. Uh, on uh, the subject Brentford, have you heard about their technical director? No. no that is sad. He's only 28. Yeah. Uh, he was at the Emirates only the other week. He's dropped dead. Oh, no. I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah. Well, obviously, our wishes go out to him and his family. Mm. Yeah, thoughts for them. So, yeah. anyway, uh, come back. I mean, th- no. Kabamian uh, deserved it for me uh, to come on and score, what, five goals and then, you know, to be consistent throughout the month. Um, he, d- he deserved it. I think, like, Adrian Durham and Jason Cundy, they're the epitome of what I call haters. Right, and I'm pretty sure all of you guys on this platform, you've had haters once upon a time in your lives, especially if you're doing things right. Somebody's going to hate on you for whatever reason. Right? So Jason Cundy and Adrian Durham are what I call haters. Right? Jason Cundy achieved absolutely nothing in his career. He was a journeyman whose only thing of note was a Daily Mail article about him cheating on his missus. And she's right? quite fine. Exactly. And Adrian Durham, on the other hand, he hates Arsenal so much because he went for a prostate exam and the doctor found out it's not exit only because his Arsenal-supporting wife was trying to find his G-spot. But all jokes aside, right? Nobody <laughs> listens to journalists anymore, right? Nobody listens to them, right? What's the, what's the Guns and Yellow Ribbon slogan? Right? For Arsenal fans, by Arsenal by fans, Arsenal right? Fans. fans nowadays would much rather listen to us because we are actual fans. We don't pretend to be experts, we don't pretend to know anything. We're just fans who have opinions and we come on here and we talk about them and a lot of fans can relate to it. To all use right? your phrase, preach. <laughs> like, we're, we're, all, we're all different. All right, on this platform alone, we're from different walks of life, right? You've got Scunny from up north. You've got Johnny from around the way. Fergus, you're from the Paleolithic Stone Age. But we have one Fuck thing off. in common. <laughs> we have one thing in common and that's arsenal so fuck talk sport all right and like i said earlier listen to us over here right because we're real fans with real opinions right if you really want to do talk shit a favor send them some hemorrhoid cream they'll need it over there fuck them fuck them it's just sensationalism that's what old media is moving towards now it's just things to provoke uh and that's what they do they provoke people to call in and uh, unfortunately, you always have the, that kind of thing going on because they need people to call in to justify themselves. Of course. They've got lint breeding in their pockets, so they this need to rile up the most active fan base on social media. And that's what it is, because he had no argument at all. I didn't even press play on the, on the video. I just saw people's comments. He had no argument, and it was just hate. I was listening to it live. I, I just so happened to be riding home uh, and listening to it. And I can't turn it off because I'm riding and I've got the one headphone in. And um, he did backtrack a little bit. Basically, it was all off the cuff, blah, blah, blah. No, he's just a wanker. He's a moron. He's a moron. Bear in mind, he's got to go home and he's got to face his Arsenal supporting wife, all right? So I'm pretty sure he hasn't been getting on for a long time. All right, let's let's just put it out there because he's been hating Arsenal for years. So he must be dry at home. He's a dickhead. (laughs) He ain't getting nothing. (laughs) Nothing at all. He's a dickhead and he always has been. So for Arsenal fans, don't even listen to that garbage. Because what they're going to do is like other newspapers are going to pick it up and they're going to get their clicks and things like that. Nobody gives a fuck about journalists anymore. On a Sunday, are you... It's all clickbait. Exactly. On a Sunday, are you really going to sit down and watch five guys on the Sunday supplement talk absolute nonsense? No, you're not. Nobody gives a fuck about their opinion because everybody knows they talk shit. Fuck them. Sunday supplement is okay. Listen, no, it's yeah, not. But, but you, 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 <laughs> not you with t- John Cross on it. No, <laughs> oh, that's true. And um, Neil Ashton and that. Oh, the, anyway, the, the I don't subscribe to Sky, so I I get mine. We we all saw the Champions League football around my house, so uh, but I don't have, I don't I don't have Sky one and, and that sort of stuff. Well, I can, but I I don't bother. Um, but. You come along and said about people don't listen to the mainstream anymore and they listen to places like here. We can have a, a very red, rose-tinted uh, view of and a very Arsenal view. But I think we try to be a little bit a little bit more balanced and a little bit more, you know, we'll admit when we're shit. Um, we don't try to slag our own team off because we're, we're fans. But I, I think we're quite good. And I do get that. I, I do agree. Unless it's Mustafi. No, <laughs> Speaking of Mustafi, hang on, I've just got something for you here. Uh, while, you, while, while there was a rant going on, I had a quick look. Uh, uh, the Premier League 11 so far, 
You won't believe who's in it. Uh, he's not, is he? Yeah. You are fucking joking. Yeah, no, not me? joking. Who put him in there? What, 11 shit players? No, well, a couple of decent... Well, people deserve to be in there or in there. Uh, Mustafi does not deserve to be in there. He does not. Holding needs is, this is to what, be in This there. is what I thought, because uh, one of the quotes was... Uh, is record is uh, but the German has recorded superior numbers in tackles, aerials, blocks, interceptions, clearances, and duels. And so, have they got holding mixed up with him or something? And he's got an eight point six for the last slide. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, so. the thing is, these these are the people he's beaten to this eleven so far, right? And you have got Virgil Van Dyke is one of them. Uh, well, he's he's he beat him to that eleven. He's beat him to that eleven. This is the Premier League eleven so far. This is the, you know what I mean. He probably won't be in there at the end. But Liverpool have conceded the least number of goals, I think, in the league. <laughs> They've got a man mountain in Van Dyke, and we talked about him last week. And and Mustafi is better than him. And Mustafi is better than him. The only the, See, the one next to him was Laporte. Laporte so what are you? Yeah, what I are you reading? Are, are, are you reading that on Bino or something? No, this is this is on <laughs> Sky Sports. See, yeah, yeah, yeah you Sports. said you said to me in the car the other day when I was after my road rage. You come along and said that. That you only read Sky Sports and you only trust Sky Sports because all the rest talk. Bollocks. I don't know. No, 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 no. I, mean, I was on about the transfer news and stuff like that because normally Sky Sports hit the nail on the head with them. They're, they're really good. Oh, how Jim White. But yeah. <laughs> but other than that, you can see here the talk shite. Oh my god! I you think know what I mean? The best, the best goalkeeper at the minute is uh, Hugo Bredans. So Who? there's there's ones there. Larice. Larice. Hugo oh, Bredans. Listen, I think the I think the moral of this podcast is do not listen to journalists. journalists Therefore, yeah. the shit. Listen to gunsandyellowribbons dot Exactly. Can listen. I just say the only way that Mustafi has got into that team is with holding stats, as he has been covering for him all season. Mm, probably, I expect so. <laughs> uh, injury news wise, I think only Danny we know about Monreal. I think Johnny touched on. Um, we think he'll be back after the break. Koscielny, um is back in training. Whether he gets in, he's supposed to. He's supposed to be ready after the international. Break I think. As well. I think he will be out in in the Ukraine, um, and Mavropanos uh, end of the month. So I hope that he gets a run as well. So mm. yeah. listen, boys, it's been really good. We will do something in the international break. I need to try and sort something out. I'm trying to do something with um, Max out in Australia because we were meant to do something Friday, myself and Mike. And But one of us or two of us might jump on with uh, with, with Max, just depending on times because of uh, they're in Melbourne. Uh, but I'm away Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with work. So I don't know what Wi-Fi is like in the hotel. So um, we'll try and get something on before and ha- have a post up for you for next week. Um, it's been really good. And, and you know what? I I think that get-together, uh, I, c- I can feel <laughs> listening to this, the chemistry and, and, and the way it flows, now that we've all seen each other in the... Well, I've met you all guys all, all before, but now that you all have met each other, uh, I thought it flowed really well. It, it, you know, love and light bulbs and all that shit. <laughs> Agreed. 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 Yeah. Listen, you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, if you want to keep in touch with us, go to our website. Our website is gunsandyellowribbons.com. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. And we're on YouTube. All the links are on there. Um, there's some good blogs and some good information on there from, from Boston and um, from some of the other guys on there. All Most of us will put stuff up there. I'm fucking shit at writing, so mm, I doubt you want to read anything I write because I, can, I, I struggle to speak. So writing would be difficult. Mike, you done your one, didn't you, as well? That went up. Um, the other, what was your one called? Uh, the Emery's, about Emery's learning English and uh, the improved playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, improvement in Emory and his language. Basically, language improvement in Arsenal and the improvement in his English language, yeah. Which and he can speak was... better than you, to be fair. It, fuck off. <laughs> I, I haven't sent you the bill for your accommodation yet, have I? Not yet. Fergus, Fergus please, please don't write anything for the website, because I, I read your spelling mistakes on the notes for this bloody podcast. Yeah, but a lot of them. Yeah, that's, that, that's, my, that's my point. Uh, Fergus, it was a Gwendoosie, that's all yeah, that no, 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 on here I've got Fergus question of the week, answer at the end of the podcast, which we are going to do. But I spelled question, Q-U-E-S-T-I-N-O. O N. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
that's there's only no done on my phone. No, because I'm sitting on my phone, quickly typing up stuff and doing it as I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fit it in. So, answer to the question of the week. Anybody got it? Do you want me to recap on the question? Yeah, please. Yes, Just please. That's completely the question. So the, the, the question was, I am a player. I was a player, and I became a manager and worked to an international level, i.e. managing an international team. I was managed by Wenger. Who am I? I went with Thierry Henry. He didn't manage at the international level. He coached as an assistant at Belgium. He wasn't the yeah, manager. Yeah, that, that, that was the first thing that popped into my head. Oh, God. What a boo was it? <laughs> You've only come to see a boo <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking this. He'd like managed a really lower international team. No. No. <laughs> Do you give up? Do you want yeah. me to give him a clue? Yeah, yeah, yeah go, go on. Go on, then. You're assuming that he played for Arsenal. Ooh. Ah. Oh, fuck. Tier Henry is close. Yeah, that was the first one that popped to my head. Think, no, think, that was the first one that popped into my head as well. But think, think of uh, Thierry's first club and where he's managing now. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I was thinking Monaco. I wasn't thinking anyone in Japan. Yeah, Mon- Monaco's warm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Think holistic. Think what? Holistic. Oh, my God. Damn, this is going to bug me. So he, had to, he hasn't played for Arsenal at all? Nope. Didn't say in that. Fact, in fact, he, he played for some of our rivals. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to oh, Come it. on, I got this in like 10 seconds. He, I literally said oh, the question for this. And, and anyway, God, yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds. No, no. It, if you know, you know. It's only easy if you know no, the answers. I ain't got a clue. No, I'll I ain't got a clue either. Glenn Hoddle. Ew, oh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have known that. that yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I have another one which we'll we'll, uh, we'll put in next week, um, and uh, I, I'll, po- I'll post them up on the on the Facebook group. Boys, it's been brilliant. Um, thanks again. Enjoyed your company last week. Enjoyed your company again today. Uh, we will do something of the international week. As I said, you can listen to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, join us on our our website, Guns and Yellow Ribbons Thanks again. I'll be Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.